The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. I got a fever, and the only prescription is smoke. Over the line! This. I'm sorry, Smokey, you were over the line. That's a problem. Is the cigar authority. Is it true that if you don't use it, you lose it? The authority. Is that a serious question? On everything cigar. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. And out of the cigar industry. Sounds pretty awesome. With your host. You have to use so many cuss words. David Garofalo. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. Mr. Jonathan. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. Barry Stunt. Put the scotch on the rocks. Any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. It's time to light them up. Sounds really fun. It's time. Cool. Cool. Cool, cool. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Soundstage and Soundstage it is today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. That's right. Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And that's what we're doing today. We're smoking a Studio 21 cigar, doing a podcast, and drinking some coffees as we dig into coffees and cigars. Is there a better pairing? I think not. I think not. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. I'm already so freaking wired. Me too. It's crazy. And you're listening. Five in. Five in. Four to go. You are listening to the Cigar Authority. Podcasting over eight years and now the longest continually running cigar podcast. Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal. Voted the top ten educational podcasts by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. So... Testing the coffees before the show, because we're going to have four different coffees during the show. And, as usual, you wake up in the morning, you have a cup of coffee. And then five tests before we did it. That makes six in, four to go, ten. Here's the thing. So with cigars, you can... We, we test blends. No, folks, you're not on one and a half speed. This is it. We're speeding ourselves. <laughs> With cigars, at least when you start getting a little sick to your stomach because you're on the 15th one, yeah. you could put a little sugar... And it goes away and you're all set. There's nothing that makes the caffeine go away from your system. You just keep adding more and adding more and I, I adding was dr- more. I was drinking water saying, will it flush it out? Will, will, will it calm me down a little bit? I don't remember the last time I had asparagus. That's my only problem. I'm drinking too much coffee and too much water. T- yeah. Okay. So we're going to start with Studio 21 Cigar. Now, this cigar has been out for quite a while. And we actually built a studio around the name of the cigar. Tell us a little about this, Jonathan. This is Studio 21. It's a mild, smooth, creamy smoke. It shares many similarities with other great mild cigars, some top-end Dominicans that you know very well. Expect Studio, studio 21 has one key difference, and that is the price. It has a beautiful wrapper with a great draw and construction, and just like other cigars, made at this prestigious factory that must remain nameless. It is impossible to find a 3 to $4 premium cigar with these characteristics. The famous master blender calls it one of his best. There are many cigars on the market with similar taste profiles that sell for triple the price. And this could be your solution in your quest for an everyday smoke. Studio 21 come in six sizes, the number one through the number six, in boxes of 20 for $59 to $75. 
but there's an expected major price increase on these cigars in January. So now is the time. Buy them now. Now is the time. So Barry, Barry Stein is not here, so that's why you jumped in. Uh, Chuck is gone, and you are back to the producer. Yeah, what the for, hell? Yeah, what is, what is gone? I hate producing. All right, so let's give the cigar a cut and light before the coffee comes. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. We gotta slow it down, man. Yeah, we're, we're speeding. Gonna... <laughs> we're speeding. We're speeding. I cannot believe what subtle little differences changed the flavor of coffee. We're gonna get deeper into we're this later. Deep. But I, I've I've been blown away this week as we're learning how the smallest little change changes everything. Yep. Just like we learned with cigars, and the similarities are remarkable between coffee and cigars. It is. We'll get into that deep today. So we're going to light our cigar today. Look at this new one. With the Vertigo Buddha. I wonder why they call it the Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> it actually, I'm familiar with this shape. It's the shape of my body. <laughs> so the Vertigo Buddha is four jets powered by the same type of technology in uh, my mother's trailer down in Florida. It's double wide. Okay. She's got the double wide patented big ass tank. On the Vertigo Buddha. And this is the most expensive Vertigo lighter wow. that there is. Yeah. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking just like other competitors on the market. $250. That this must be 250 Now, even with the flip-out bullet punch at the bottom, that will cut a 120-ring gauge cigar. 30 times. $39.99 for the Vertigo Buddha. Wow. Okay. Nice. All right. Smooth, buttery smooth, easy going. We need some coffee with this, and we're going to start off with what? The pour-over? Yeah, that's what we we're got. We're going to go with the pour-over. So Sean's going to come in, and you're going to get to know Sean because he'll probably do a, a, a podcast coming soon. Thank you. All right, so Sean is the... Uh, He's our barista. 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 Are you still a barista if you're a boy? Is he a baristo? No, barista. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how that works. So we have exactly three what? Three cups. We have uh, 420 ounces, I believe. Yeah, 420 grams. Grams. Of liquid in there. Okay. Put your cup here. Just a little. I don't need much. I just want to taste it. We're going to kill this thing. You're out of your mind. Hold on. Why do you got to overdo everything? Okay. Cheers. Do you know why we clink glasses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? I feel silly like I'm drunk, but I, I'm drunk on having so much coffee. Oh. That is fantastic. So this, we have some notes here on the coffee. This, this was the pour-over, which is much pour-overs, just like, um, what do you call that, drip coffee. Except the barista is the machine. It's a percolator, really. Yeah. It's a, based on the same principle. So you're mixing air and water at the same time over dosing the, no, the this pores. Was, this was the espresso. You have the espresso thing there. This was the Sumatra blend in here. Yeah. What do we have? Uh, yes, it is the Sumatra triple picked. What does that mean? We're going to get back to you on that. 
<laughs> because we're learning <laughs> as we go I along. I thought you could just pick the coffee once. And Triple it was picked. picked. Nope. You have to pick it, put it back, pick it again, put it back, put it. There's something going on because you're so wired in caffeine, you just keep picking it, the same coffee bean. It's sweet, balanced, clean, and low acidity is what they say to it. Again, much like... It is low acidity. Yeah. I'll give them that. There's a little sweetness in there. It's, it has a, dare I say, uh, almost a tea-like component. Very good. So, the truth of the matter is, I think I like coffee more than cigars. Because... I, I talk about cigars as no addictive quality. I smoke cigars because I want to smoke cigars, and I choose to smoke cigars. I have to drink coffee every day. I have to drink. I actually get a headache if I don't drink it. But you know, you're really very rigid about certain things. It is. And, you are. But the thing is, when you do too much of it, it's like drinking too much, you, there's issues. When you drink too much coffee, there's issues. I don't know what that magic number is. I would say you have a problem. You drink too much coffee. Is there a such thing as too much? Come on. I don't think it impairs your driving or anything like that, but you do get shaky. You get When I get jitters. to the point of being shaky, I usually just stop drinking for an hour or so and then go back to it. But the pairing, people will talk about scotch pairs good with cigars or, um, you know, whatever is the right thing. There's no doubt about it. This is the perfect pairing. It is the best pairing. Black coffee and cigars Yeah, is the best pairing, for sure. Now, we'll get into cappuccinos and espressos and, um, you know, all different things over. But for the most part, this is like regular drip coffee. The pour over, the basket is in there, and the um, 300 grams of water. And it, very complicated. I thought there was a lot of bull crap when it comes to the coffee thing until the machine came in and we had to make the coffee and we made it wrong. We must have went through five pounds of mistakes of ground. It's a lot mistakes. of coffee. Yeah. Since it's, uh, and, it's and, 19 grams of coffee per error. Yes. To go through five pounds, right. it's a lot. And what they have to do is dial in the machine. Yeah. So all this work has been done. So we're going to go at least another week. We're not even opening it. If you, if you come to Studio 21, dare I say, it's free coffee. We're just giving away coffee until we get it right. And then a week or so from now, we'll say, okay, we got it right. It's, it's good start, to go. Start charging people. So when you go. do the pour over yep. in this particular one, and now each coffee has its own recipe. And they, they figure this out at the coffee place that does the roasting, and they tell you. So it's 24 grams of coffee. Yeah. You wet the filter. You put the filter mechanism on the carafe. You set that on the scale, and you do what's called tearing. You, you set the scale to zero. Yep. Then you weigh out your 24 grams of coffee onto that wet filter, and you have your water. Once you put your grounds on, you tear it one more time. Yep. So everything is zero. even at zero. The now you're going is going to, be the water. to 420 grams of water. And when you hit... At, at 205-degree temperature. Correct. Correct. So you, you're this dosing the water over yeah. the coffee, wetting it, and letting it drain and wetting it and letting it drain and the aeration of that in the, in the type grounds. type of pulsating motion. Correct. For, for two minutes and 15 seconds. This particular one is three minutes. So you got well, three minutes to hit 420. You got three minutes. Total. Total. But at two minutes and 15 seconds, you stop pouring because now you have to let the next 45 minutes drain. Now, if it didn't drain, you're still pulling it away. Yes. You're stopping it. And you have to make the exact amount 
of coffee to liquid because you're serving somebody a coffee. You don't want to give them a half a cup of coffee right. or you don't want to give them a cup and a half. It's got to be exact the way it is. So it's, a, it's science. It's coming down. It's your chemistry professor at yeah. that point. And there's a big difference because we tasted it too mu- with too much time, with too little time, and with perfect time. So what's the difference? One was good and the other two were not. That's the difference. And the same goes for every single thing. But on this particular case, it's like, wow, one of them, bright flavors and deliciousness, too little, not quite there, too much, too watered down. And also you, you, you start getting into bitter and sour when you have it exposed to that heated water for too long and not enough and you just don't have enough flavor. You've got to hit that magic window. So uh, speaking of magic, the cigar is a very secretive cigar. We mentioned uh, during the talk of it, the manufacturer does not want to know, want people to know who's making this cigar. This is always how it's been. The cigar's been out for probably 15 years or so. Um, why don't they want it being known? Because they make very, very expensive cigars. And maybe you taste it and you say, I got to figure out what it is. But all we can say is it's made in the Dominican Republic. And they make very expensive cigars, so figure it out, <laughs> right? <laughs> they said we can say that, so who would a cook possibly think, be? I don't think you ran that by anybody, yeah. actually. I think you just said that. Well, whatever. Um, I'm wired, so it's, it's an excuse. So welcome to Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, opening very soon, um, where we will host the Cigar Authority podcast. And other podcasts will happen here because it is Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and it's a cafe. So you come in to have coffee. Pour-overs, that's um, uh, fresh one-at-a-time methods, the one we're having now. Espresso, which is the next, cigar, next coffee we're going to end up having. Lattes, cappuccinos, cold brew, we're going to have cold brew today. Nitro cold brew, which is nitrogen added to the cold brew. Pouring much like a Guinness. And lots of other things. There's all kinds of different teas and all this. So we can incorporate that into our show as we're talking about the different things we're pairing uh, with it because there's going to be lots of choices. But as Jonathan mentioned, coffee is much like tobacco. Many times I've gone to the tobacco fields and they point to their coffee plantations that are up on the hill. Owned by them. That they're in the coffee business also. We're going to get into into some of that. Who owns coffee plantations? The cigar people that are in the coffee business, um, grown in hot climates, um, very artisan, you know, very fine much coffees. like tobacco yep. in that way. Yeah, uh, great tasting profiles, just like coffee. And I got to get some publications, some coffee publications, to see if the descriptive things are like they oh, have. We already are seeing it on the bags that are coming in. Yeah. This one's got a floral component. Yeah. And this one's got a leathery component. The fact is, the similarities are amazing, and um, we are learning more about coffee as this is going on, and I'd say five years from now, we will be the coffee aficionados or, or the coffee authorities. Now, coffee went through, well. just like tobacco is going through right now, coffee went through its gray period where the government was attacking coffee in 1991 shortly after the war on tobacco began here in the u.s the world health organization deemed coffee a carcinogen it was defined as a substance capable of causing cancer in living tissue and linked it to several forms of cancer you fast forward 25 years and scientists hired by the world health organization uh found that drinking coffee had zero carcinogenic effects 
and in fact is the opposite. It's linked to people that drink one to two cups a day are less likely to get just about all forms of cancer. Coffee is a magic potion now, according to science. All right. Which side of science do you believe? I don't know. Just leave, they leave everybody alone. Just How let about me that? drink my coffee and yeah. smoke my cigars. So coffee is hotter than ever. The fact is uh, I don't see the government trying to stamp it out, um, not yet anyway. Now that we're in the business, maybe they're saying, let's look at that coffee again. I heard Garofalo's in the business. <laughs> I don't know. More than likely what's going to happen. The retail value of U.S. coffee market is estimated to be $48 billion with specialty compromising about 50%, 55% of that value, $48 billion. So just so you With know, on cigars, premium cigars, it's $1 billion in the U.S. market, $48 billion on, on coffee, more than half of which is specialty coffee. So we have, say, $25 billion. So it's 25 times the amount of business that could be there. Premium cigars, um, as I say, $1 billion. So... Um, this is going to be this Studio 21 thing, hopefully, is going to be, I know for a fact it's a unique thing because I tried searching for a model that's like this and I cannot find one. So here is a coffee shop built inside of a cigar store that has a, uh, two live studios that happen in here. So the entertainment in the, in the co- coffee shop is going to be that there's going to be different podcasts of all kinds of different stuff and there's people coming already to us and saying what about this what about that just about anything uh we're up for so uh and we we have 50 hours in a week so we could do as many as 100 different podcasts with two studios i am a little concerned about the number of people that have asked you uh an awkward question about a certain kind of podcast that you'd i don't know why that is i don't know where that's five or six times this week yes it has happened would you would you uh, would you host porn up here I don't know if the desk can support that kind of activity. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's not that yeah, kind that's of... coming from that more than one person would even ask that, but it has been... And I understand someone asking me. I'm kind of known for having that kind of speech pattern, but you, you're the clean-cut guy. Yeah, I am. Anyway, so specialty coffees have jumped frozen meats, poultry, seafood, becoming the second highest specialty food category in terms of sales, according to a new report from Specialty Food Association. What is the number one? If coffee is number two, what is the number one specialty um, food category in terms of sales? Is it wine? It is not wine. Anything? It's close. Is it what you would have with wine? It is. Cheese. It's cheese. Boom. Cheese is number one. Coffee is number two. Wine must be a close third. I don't know. Uh, the industry is growing slightly over 2% per year on average. Americans love coffee. Um, we consume, oh, you have the answers over there. We consume three cups of coffee a day per average person. And I'll say that because a lot of people will get one coffee, but it's really three cups. It's a giant thing, you know. <laughs> a cup is eight ounces. Yeah, I went down to one cup today. Eight, right? Eight? A cup, I believe, is eight ounces, yeah. Um, so they love coffee-flavored things also, coffee-flavored ice creams, candies, and even coffee-flavored cigars that we'll get into. But right now, it is the ding, ding, ding. It is time for the matchup of the week. And the matchup of the week, I had a matchup of the week, is brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? And I was all set with my hypothetical battle, but I was actually... I'm uh, I'm going with an audible on this one because... You went for the audible. It's the biggest... 
pay-per-view event in history of pay-per-view tonight, yep. and that is Conor McGregor versus uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. Yes, yeah, so this is very interesting because this is a boxing match with arguably the top pound-for-pound pound boxer he's of been all named time. The top, he's been named the best pound-for-pound pound fighter by about 10 publications. Okay, so Floyd May- Mayweather, the champion and the best boxer, and he is fighting an MMA fighter. Who is a, he's a former professional boxer himself. He's got 17 years in Ireland. So I don't think there's an argument he's here. He's 29 years old. Floyd is... Uh, 40. My argument to you already was, let's take the best basketball player in the world and let's have him play basketball against the best tennis player. And we're playing basketball. I don't care how good the tennis player is at tennis. The basketball player, let's get the 100th best basketball player and play against the best tennis player in basketball and the best basketball player Wins. But you, you're not taking two sports that are similar, really. I don't know what, what other sports are similar to MMA and... The MMA guy in boxing is not allowed to get the guy down on the ground and wrestle him down and kick him in the head. He can only box him. But they, he's got... they are similar in the, in the respects that they both at one point punch each other. But one of them punches the guy with a big glove and the other one does it with his they, basically bare hand. They went with, with little glove. They went with lighter gloves on this this match as well. Ten outs I believe instead of twelve. So Which means the professional boxer ought to knock him out. It ain't gonna happen. He's got a oh. tough chin man. I think it's gonna be Conor McGregor in the fifth round. You heard it here Winning. first. Winning. Oh no. It's gonna be deemed a lucky punch. And I think Mayweather's going to have something to do with it because if, if the rematch... Rigged, if it's rigged... The rematch is going to be worth a half a billion dollars with a B. If it's rigged... It'll be, it'll be the biggest person in uh, hit the history of purses. This, this has happened already a few times that they have the MMA guy against the boxer every time the boxer in boxing. Now, if you take... And it's gone the other way around, that you take the boxer and bring him into an MMA fight, guess what happens? He loses. He loses because the MMA guy... Is MMA. When McGregor wins, it's going to give legitimacy to the MMA. It's going to, it's going to give thing. illegitimacy to boxing, which already has that anyway going for it. So <laughs> already that's going on. So I barely think this is even a matchup. Are you going against me because I'm saying Floyd Mayweather knocks him out in the first time he really connects with him? So maybe by the third round. He, he, make, he connects. There is no way McGregor goes out. There is no way. He's got too strong of a chin. No way. Against a professional boxer who, who punches in the face. This guy a was a professional boxer the for best. 17 years in Ireland. Yeah. He's a boxer. He has done MMA for less time than he's done right, boxing. What are, you, what are you talking? $100 for the fight? Yeah, it's to 100, watch it? $100. $100. Big money. I can't, you're going to have to tell me about that one. I'll tell you about it. Plus, it ain't going to start until, like, midnight. Can't when it starts, it. it starts. Can't make it anyway. So the winner uh, is whoever you think it is. There isn't an answer. The answer, which, listen, we're both picking opposite people. So uh, we'll find out the answer for next week. Yeah. Stay tuned. And the, and the argument, if I lose, will be that was rigged. For the, <laughs> for the, if it ends up going the other way, it's rigged for... The, uh, the, rematch? Match, the rematch. The rematch. So I can't win. No, you, you set can't. it up somehow nah. again, so I can't win. Yeah, it's impossible for you to win. Nice. Uh, 
and that's the way it is. So uh, coffee-infused cigars, you, you hear about them uh, lots over the years, um, with the most successful being, I would probably say Java by Rocky Patel. It's coffee and chocolate infused. It's a good, that's a good bet. Uh, another one, Tobacco Special that came out uh, a little later than that because they used to be Kalor, if you remember Kalor. Yep. And Kalor, who had allowed their licensed name to be used, decided, you know what, we're in the alcohol business, but we don't want to be any part of that tobacco business. We, we, you know, we just want to be alcohol, and they actually pulled away from them. And Drew Estates, who makes both Tobacco Special and Java, um, says, okay, we're going to make our own brand called Tobacco Special, which is Kahlua. Same, same. It was, it was, it was that cigar. Uh, they may argue the point and say it's a different thing and stuff, but it was, it was that cigar. Um, we're going to have Nick Melillo, on, Nick Melillo on next week, and we can ask him because he's the one that actually made both of them. So <laughs> he ain't going to answer that no, question. No, we're going to ask him anyway. <laughs> we get him all hopped up on coffee and stuff, and he'll start talking like a, like a, a canary. And uh, the canaries talk, I don't know. But they also, sing. I think they sing. Yeah. Also, you got a very popular one out there now, which is Neb Nub Cafe, which is the coffee, obviously. Right. Incidentally, also uh, made by Drew Estates. Swisher is making, I would say, the three top coffee-flavored cigars. Um, there's been a lots more. Uh, actually, Dos Ombre actually had they a coffee-flavored infused. Yeah. Uh, ja- yeah, Java by uh, Rafael Nodell, who had a strong coffee brand, uh, Oliveros. That's how actually the Oliveros brand started. It was just the flavored brand, then getting into other things. When it was just the flavored brand, we, we had Dos Ombre, Java. Um, Java? Java Joe. Java Joe. Uh, was so many years ago. My God, we're talking uh, 15 years ago, probably. But um, again, cigar people thought that coffee went well with cigars. It, it was. It, a, it, it does. Was a good, it's it, an unbelievable pair. Yeah, it was a. It was a good matchup. I it. might have to tap out on the coffee though, man. I'm so like I've I'm, hit my limit. I'm with you, but we got to try these other things and explain what they are. Um, because they're different coffees and everything, but I, I don't think we need to drink the whole thing because yeah, we'll really just pour it back in there. Pour it back in because I'm I'm shaking, man. And there's no doubt about <laughs> it's, it. It's painful. Yeah. Oh. It it was good, but the answer was when we do this, we can't have five before we start the show, or certainly six. It was uh, it's too, it's much. too much. Too much. Excessive. Excessive. <laughs> do you know the excessive? Did I ever tell the excessive story? You, you have told it many times. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll save that. But um. Let's see, where are we on time? I'm shaking here. Okay, we're going to, uh, when we come back, we'll end up having a double espresso at, at the break. Uh, we'll get that. Uh, early thoughts here on Studio 21, cigar itself. The description of it being mild, smooth, and creamy is spot on. That was uh, the idea of it. It is like putting cream in your coffee when you're yeah. smoking it. And this is the beautiful thing about the pairing. And we're talking 3 to $4 a cigar here. Which is right I mean, now. You and look again, at the, I'm letting everybody know in advance because we already got word that uh, not a minor price increase, a major price increase at, at the first of the year. So uh, we got some time and we're going to load up and all that. But uh, the combustion it, line, it's, it's like impossible to be a cigar like this for that price. Yeah, you can't. The combustion line is absolutely flawless. I mean, it almost doesn't exist. And it's well aged wrapper. The guy that made it, it makes cigars obviously, for themselves and other people, 
came into the store one day and I said, what do you want to smoke? And he said, Studio 21. It's the best thing we make. And, you know, like <clears throat> winking at me or something. But it could be a little bit, you know. But f- for the money. For the money, it's unreal. For the money, it's crazy. Be so, good at twice the price. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. And when we come back, it's going to be a double espresso. And we have to drink that whole thing because they're very small. Double espresso. Uh, while we discuss coffee and cigars and who are uh, branding them together. Actually, cigar companies that are branding them. It's happening more and more than you think, and it's happening more and more right now. And we're not the first at it, but let me tell you, there's more right behind us, too. So all the kids are getting into it. Uh, We'll pour into it when we return. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer & Sickle. Live well. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's sliding up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. And we are back live from the La Flua Dominicana Cigar Stone Stage, located today at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We are smoking the Studio 21, doing a podcast and drinking coffee. Right now, we're getting espresso delivered to us because we don't, we're not jacked up enough. We're too jacked up. And by the way, it's a double espresso. Come on in. Come on in. It's a double espresso because... Uh, we're not even going to pour single espressos. We're come on, all, come on, all the way up, Sean, all the way right around back here. This is Sean who um, noticed his hair color, and he did this because we have uh, blue walls over here. Thank you. How great is this, right? Isn't he adorable? Just want to pinch his cheeks. So set that here. Ni- nice crema on it, which is the um, little color on the top. We're learning. You're supposed to tap glasses. Do you know I, why? Do you know why they tap glasses? I hate you right now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What? It's too much. I, I feel like I can see into the future. Let's shoot it. Come on. No. no. <laughs> Has a little caramel. I can't, little, uh, um, I can't out-drink Barry Stein, but I can out-coffee you, I think. You can out-coffee me. You win. I'm tapping out. It's uh, done. Double espresso. Five, six. No, six. Seven, eight. I'm eight in. You know the molasses It's, it's 1230 in the afternoon. I'm eight in. It's going to be a long night. Although the fight's not going to be till probably midnight before that thing starts. You'll be asleep. <clears throat> you know the molasses cookies? Yes. Cook them in the, in the oven. And the bottom of the cookie ends up getting that just a little bit of burnt. haze, a little burnt. Yeah. 
And it, so the combination between the sweet cookie with the molasses and that burnt component. Right on. Right on. So this espresso that we have here. As long as I'm at the helm, I may as well give myself the we sound go. effect. Do it. Uh, bon Bon Espresso is the type of espresso. I don't know much more than that. Um, candy sweet, full, and decadent is what they have described on here. So Nailed it. When they do this, it's 19 grams in. 19 grams in the, in the basket. In the little basket, right? Tamped at 30 pounds. 30 pounds of pressure, of pressure down. 21 seconds, the water goes through the basket. To yield basically. 38 grams, which is basically a shot and a quarter. 38 grams come out. An ounce All and a those rather, things sorry. have to happen exact or else something is off. And to teach us... They did it wrong every single way. And to teach ourselves, we did it wrong all day yesterday just so we would learn the wrong way to do it. So but this was the absolute that's right perfect. way of doing it. I did it my very first shot. I did yes, it you did. Perfect. It's true. So I'm like, I got this. And then everyone, first try? everyone wrong after. And then everything after that was yeah. uh, went to hell. So very interesting. Delicious. Absolutely perfect. All right. I'll have another sip. Just Talking do it. it. Just do it. Absolutely perfect. That's how it's supposed to taste. It's great. But there is such a major difference. I thought it was press the button, the barista. What the heck is the barista doing? It's not, he's a coffee pourer, right? And, and he's got this title. Oh, no. There is an absolute direct science to this. Or you get mediocre. But when you get it perfect, it's perfect. And I think that most people are used to drinking mediocre to bad coffee. That's what they acquire a taste to because when you go from that to this, you don't go back. And, you know, it seems like the people that think they know about coffee, the, the, the go-to is, oh, no, I go to Starbucks. Char, char what? Char you go to Char what? Yeah. It's, it's over-roasted. Um, it's, it's all the same. They got that. They well, they, that. they do buy their coffee from the same place that Javalier buys their coffee. The difference is Starbucks wants all the fruit that has fallen to the ground because they're going to burn it. Yeah. So they want it all to taste the same. They want to spend the least amount. It's the cheapest coffee, and they charge the most amount yeah. in the so, marketplace. So this is the Cigar Authority. We're not going to turn it into the Coffee Authority or we anything might. like that. We might. But today, we're going to do a lot of, a lot of coffee. So <sighs> question is to you. And Jonathan, to be honest with you, you know more about coffee than most people, period. Never mind you're learning. I'm into coffee, and I'm still learning. Does espresso have more caffeine than coffee? And what's the difference? If you're talking about by the... So so here's coffee here. By the ounce. Yeah. The answer is if you did an ounce of coffee, regular coffee, and an ounce of espresso, yes, you have more caffeine in that ounce of espresso but if you did a cup of coffee and a cup of espresso yeah which is one and a half ounces of espresso eight ounces of coffee you, yeah the, the portion that you're supposed to have yeah. and the they're portion equal. you're supposed to have they're equal and the espresso is going to be a little bit less because it's roasted longer and the caffeine dies in that process plus some of the caffeine is lost when you hit it with the hot water so the, the thing is the one and a half ounce shot that i just shot is, is like drinking the whole eight ounce cup of coffee it's close yeah yep that, that's the analogy of what less, it is yeah. uh, because there's so many But it's like taking a shot of liquor versus having a drink of beer. beer. A shot of liquor and beer have the same amount of alcohol even though the fluid ounces is yeah. different. But most people think espresso is way stronger. It's 
you, it's comparable. A cup of coffee is a cup of coffee, really. But it, it certainly tastes different. It's concentrated. Yeah. It, it, it's a better flavor in espresso than it. All of a sudden, after this week, coffee is so weak to me compared to an espresso drink. Now, there's an Americano, which is a, is a double shot of espresso added with hot water and almost turning it into an American coffee, right, Americano. But it's so much tastier than American drip. And I believe that the story is, as I learned from our friend John, uh, in Italy in World War II, the Americans were there ordering coffee, and they didn't like the espresso. It was yeah. too strong. So to make it like what they had at home, they would water it down. And this is where the Cafe Americano or Cup of Joe comes from. Is World War II in Italy. Why Cup of Joe? What does that mean? Joe would be the, the GI. American, American man. Yeah. GI Joe. Oh, I get it. <laughs> All right. You just connected a dot. <laughs> I'm glad I could help. All right. Yeah, because they call Cup of Joe. Correct. For the American G.I. Joe. Okay. Makes sense. All right, cool. And they call it pulling a shot. Why is that? Well, in the the other machines, you would would have a lever that you would pull down to create your pressure. In uh, this machine here, it's semi-automatic, so it generates its own pressure, but you're still pulling a lever. Yeah. And this is where you're extracting the coffee out of that basket. Okay. So there is uh, a lot when it comes to uh, the, the cigar stuff. So what's interesting about the, the machine that we have here, the, uh, the FEMA, is the water for the espresso is heated by hot water. It sounds a little crazy, but they, they create this pressure in a tank, and they have these pipes that go back and forth inside the tank, a heat exchanger, and that's the water that you're pulling for espresso. It's not just direct hot water out of a hot water tank. It's hot water that's been heated by pressurized hot water. And it's reverse osmosis. It's clean as it can clean be. Clean as it can possibly be. It's at a certain temperature, uh, which is different than the temperature we have here uh, in the drip. This was a, is a totally different temperature. But where coffee is 99% water, the number one ingredient is water. The water has to be absolutely perfect to begin with. It does. Um, if you want to do it the best you can. So... We tried to do everything as perfect as can be. Even the people selling us the stuff said excessive. It's excessive. Yeah, you yeah. don't need to do that. I heard it multiple why, times. Why don't you start, put your toes in the water, but we jump in the water. More. Yes. If we're going swimming, we jump in the water. We're all in. We got some awesome stuff. We do have. The guy that helped dial in the machine said that he's been working on machines for 30 years. Yeah. He's heard about this machine. Right. Never worked on it. And. Just so everybody knows, all espresso machines have similar parts on the inside. They, they're interchangeable when it comes to espresso machines that are for commercial use, not so much the home ones. So he was familiar with all the pieces that were in there, but that specific machine in that configuration, it's a, it's a rare product. You got a gem. We do. And you only bought it because of the red light? Really, when it came down to it. Because <laughs> I didn't know enough it was, about it, but I go, that's like cool as hell looking. It so was, it was more expensive. That. And it was uh, it had a red light, so let's go with it. That, that's it. So uh, cigars and coffee go together more than anything, and they should and they do. So uh, there's a lot of cigar-branded coffees now. Uh, people that have put their brand name onto coffee. And maybe there is a strong connection in some cases that uh, they do own the coffee plantation or it's up the hill from, and it's usually up the hill that the, the tobacco is down here and they say, here, there's our coffee 
plantation that's up there, and, and um, you know, I've seen that over the years. So one, for instance, is way back, and I remember when Arturo Fuente uh, had their coffee come out, and now they even have K-Cups for Keurig yep. and things like that. But when they first came out with the whole beans and stuff like that, there was Dominican-made coffee called the Toro Fuente coffee that still exists out there. Also, La Aurora now offers premium cigars. Premium coffee. Uh, yeah, premium coffee. We're talking about coffee now right? there, Mr. Wired. Uh, Cafe La Aurora will produce a premium espresso in a medium to bold blends of drip coffee for 2017. These things were happening. That it's been happening for quite a while, but there's so many in the in the is it thing something happen. is there something to the fact that some of these cigar brands are going to have to go away and to help augment their income if they get into coffee they're kind of hedging their bets a little. No, I think what they're doing is maybe you can't advertise your Cigar brand, but you can advertise your coffee brand. Called the same thing. Called the same exact thing, right? And we see that also hammer and sickle vodka helps advertise hammer and sickle cigars. And vice versa. Right. Also, they, they're grown in dramatically different regions. So you have coffee, which is t- a mountainous type plant, yep. and tobacco, which grows in a field. Yeah. So if and you have all this acreage and you have mountains on your acreage, right. you may as well utilize that space to grow and something. I've, and I've been seeing it since the first time I ever went to tobacco fields. It would always be, the, be always the case. Uh, Davidoff used to sell uh, an espresso pod called Davidoff. Sounds expensive. Um, and they stopped doing that, but in the building that they are in Florida, Nespresso is in one half of the building, and Davidoff is in the other half of the building. Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Uh, it goes together. E- even in real estate, it goes together. Uh, Monte Cristo uh, had whole bean and fresh ground coffee by the pound. I don't know if that still exists, but they did. It may, it may be still. Uh, our friend Colin Ganley, former editor of Cigar Journal, we took the cigar trip, or I took the first cigar trip to Cuba with him. Uh, he owns Twin Engines Coffee out of Nicaragua, and we're talking about from seed all the way through. He's, and Colin has it going on. Yeah. So we, we just actually received a whole bunch of stuff from him, including Cuban bean, which we haven't made, but there's Cuban coffee in there. Is that even allowed? I understood that Nespresso actually had the rights to the whole thing original first crop, but apparently not because here it is. But he, ha- he has connections all over the place. But so. how do you get it imported into the United States if it's a Cuban product? We have it, and we have not broke into it yet because it just arrived yesterday. Or is it because you're chicken? No, not at all. Okay. Chicken, are you kidding me? <laughs> Omar DeFrias, Fratello, Cigars, and Coffee. Correct. And I got to think, did I ever try his coffee? I want to say that he was offering coffee at the trade show last year. I don't remember ever having it. But now we have the thing to produce it or whatever, and we can have Fratello Week or something yeah. and get some coffee and try his things. And this gives us the opportunity to do that. This is, I don't think this is going to be a high-volume cafe by any means, but we're going to do it right. Well, it takes five freaking minutes to make That's the thing. an ounce and right. a half of coffee. So we, we so. really don't want 20 people in line because <laughs> it's going to take... An hour for you to get a cup of coffee at this. Um, cult cigars uh, have had coffee. There's um, a um, Blood Red Moon Red Eye Blend. Sounds delicious. I know, right? But you know cult cigars, right? So oh, skull yeah. and crossbone type sure. of things and all that stuff. Cafe. Cafe. Right? Cafe coffee. 
Nice. Goes together. Yep. And, he, and I, did he have, he might have had coffee before he even had the cigars. That I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Macanudo. Villiga has various coffee blends. Uh, and three blends right now by Protocol Cigar. They just started doing it. Even a coffee blogger and a coffee in a, uh, a coffee, a cigar blogger in a cigar uh, media guy. Uh, you may know William Cooper, Cigar Coop. He actually has put out his own blend um, of coffees, uh, and I think he has a couple of them actually. And former blogger um, Logan Lawler, um, he was Cigar Federation. He actually has recently sold off um, his cigar business. And he started his own coffee company called Lane Coffee. Yeah, Lane Coffee. L-A-Y-N-E, Lane Coffee. And I believe he might be the one making it for William Cooper. I may be wrong, but I think he's doing it for a whole bunch of – which is another thing that he, he was deep into the cigar business and has the connections. So I think you're going to see him actually make lots of uh, coffee things out there. Um, Foundation Cigars, which is Nick Melillo. He'll be on next week. El Wawense Cigars. Um, I know Nick's listening. Bring coffee. Yeah. Bring, we don't have enough. At least bring a pound of bean so that we can mess with it anyway. But um, he has his own coffee. Um, I'm guessing, actually, that it's You missed Lane. the most important one. Lane Coffee is doing that. Who did I miss? Me. There's a Mr. Jonathan coffee. There's a Mr. Jonathan blend. Which we don't have. Yeah, what's up with that? We're going to have to get some of that. So, um, like cigars, you have farmers that, um, people that farm tobacco that, uh, that farm coffee. So, you have farmers like uh, Placencia and ASP those are the people that make tobacco leaves that a lot of companies buy their stuff. Yes, we have people that grow their own tobacco, like Perdomo and things like that, but they're buying tobacco possibly, too, from uh, somebody who, like ASP or Placencia, who makes uh, tobacco for other people. The same thing's happening in coffee, that you have Colin Ganley, who is now growing his own coffee beans that may sell um, coffee beans to... Um, uh, who's he make coffee for? He makes it for uh, Cro-Magnon. Oh, they does have a, he? They have a coffee. Okay. And I believe he's the one that makes the beans for him. You have manufacturers and farmers. Um, so that's manufacturers and farmers. You have brand owners like Fratello, Saka, Pete Johnson, uh, Eric Hansen, Melillo. They own a cigar brand. They don't own their farms, but they own a brand. Um and they will have somebody else make their um, tobacco, and then they'll turn it into something. Same thing happens that we may buy, um, say we were going to make a Studio 21 um, coffee. coffee. We would go to a farmer because we're not going to start a farm. God help me. I hope I don't. But we would Please get the don't. Beat, uh, right. And then we would maybe brand it and make a blend and mess around with the different beans and say, okay, this is going to become our blend that's going to be Studio 21. Maybe. Who, who knows if we're going to end up doing that. Um, much like I do Garofalo Cigar, right? Nick Perdomo grows the thing, yeah. makes it for us, and brands it as ours. So uh, there may be some of that to go, that goes on. And that's, 
the similarities, once again, within coffee and cigars is pretty amazing, and, and that's why we're seeing more and more co- cigar guys getting into coffee and vice versa, coffee guys getting into cigars because uh, they not only go together, it's almost the same business, it seems to be, and maybe a little less legislative. Um, right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. With our good friend, Barry Stein. Oh, okay. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, ha-ha! It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. Seeing how Chick-fil-A's headquarters are located in Atlanta, it's only logical that the fast food chain have a booth at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, the stadium that's set to open for the NFL Atlantic Falcons this month. But even though its NFL tenant plays most of its home games on Sundays, that doesn't mean Chick-fil-A is changing its six days per week operating hours. As many of you know, the company is closed on Sunday, so their employees can take a day off and worship if they choose, and the chicken purveyor will not be making an exception for the Falcons staying closed on Sunday in keeping with company policy meaning that despite having a booth in an NFL stadium that plays games on Sunday, they will not be open. While it is not known what Chick-fil-A paid for the concession stand, it should note that it is currently scheduled to be open one time during the NFL season, with the Falcons having a rare Thursday home game in December. But Falcon fans who need their breaded chicken fix on Sunday might have a good enough substitute. Atlanta restaurateur and former Top Chef contestant Kevin Gillespie will be selling his COS chicken sandwich from a stand on the 200 concourse. If you haven't figured it out, COS stands for closed on Sunday. The news of Chick-fil-A taking off a Sunday should be something Falcon fans understand since their team took off the second half of the Super Bowl last year. Perhaps the Atlantic Falcons and Chick-fil-A should look toward our GOAT, Tom Brady, if they want to be the greatest of all time, and that is never take time off to deliver what fans want, such as a great chicken sandwich, five Super Bowls, or the greatest comeback of all time. That's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha, they're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away, A little long-winded there, Barrons. Here we go. Because he figured he wasn't going to be here for two hours. He was going to... Make a two-hour-long asylum. There nice. <laughs> so we're smoking Studio 21 Cigar at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We are wired. We're drinking a lot of coffee. And we are going later to the, the uh, next coffee, which is going to be the cold brew, which you've been doing for a long time, Mr. J. But the idea is to actually pair a cigar with cold brew. Now, the idea of this was the first thing we were doing was the pour-over, which the pour-over is much like your morning coffee. It's a regular cup of coffee. A regular cup of coffee that you're going to have in the morning, and the perfect morning cigar to go with your cup of coffee. 
is the Studio 21. I, I tried to make say, okay, this is going to be the perfect match. Put some thought into it. The next cigar we're going to smoke at the top of the hour is going to be the one that's going to go with the cold brew, which I would say the cold brew is the most jacked up. It has the most caffeine per ounce because heat kills caffeine. So when you have the cold, it, the water extracts the caffeine and extracts the flavor, and it leaves the acidity in the bean and just pulls out all the good stuff that you're looking for in coffee. So it's a concentrated, sweeter coffee flavor. Uh, and it's often recommended that you cut it with about 50% water. So I have, uh, I've got yeah. some water we can cut it with. So recommended is funny that you say that because... One, one sip is like drinking a cup of coffee without exaggeration. Right. One and a half ounces is, is like having a whole cup of coffee. Right. But you drink liters of this <laughs> every day. I drink... Uh, unfiltered. But you, you don't... Um, you don't um, cut it usually. I don't usually. I like it. It's it's more like espresso for me. Well, you will you will be cutting it today, and you will, we will be cutting it here at Studio Twenty One. That's how much I drink. It's a fifty fifty mix because that's the proper way to end up doing it. Uh, although your cup of coffee you're going to get here, your cold brew cup is a twenty ounce cup of cold brew. It's going to be much like a uh, a beer. It's going to come in a beer glass. It's you know, you can have ice cubes in it and have iced coffee, but it's already ice cold to begin with anyway. Right. That's how it's going to be, how it's served. But then there's, you can nitro it and put nitrox, nitroclassic? What is it? Nitric? Nitrogen. Nitrogen in it, and we'll get into all that uh, when we come back. So uh, final thoughts here on Studio 21. Listen, it's a uh, it's an absolute home run when it comes to morning cigars, cigar, especially with a cup in the of morning. Coffee, but you know what? It's got a lot six sizes. I like to smoke mild cigars all the time, so it's good for after lunch. It's got lots of flavor. It's going to stand up to whatever you had for lunch or dinner. I think it's a good cigar for all the time, but especially for breakfast. It's no three or four dollar cigar, and it won't be. It's going to be more. But right now, I would say till the end of the year, it is. So uh, look for it. Give it a try. Right now, we're going to go to break. When we come back, can we pair? the coffee we're going to have with a cigar. That's what we, we attempted to do. Let's see if we got it right. We're going to cold brew to see what we think of it and what we paired with it. Uh, we're getting wired and we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. This is the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars as Raphael Nodel has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Raphael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera. It will have you calling for an encore. 
In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar age to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar! 
Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This yep. is the Cigar Authority. That's right. The authority. We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? On everything cigar. We've got too far. In. There's too much to lose. And out of the cigar industry. Keep our With your host. Come on, Diablo. David Garofalo. On the count of three, name your favorite dinosaur. Don't even think about it. Just name it. Ready? One, two, three. Velociraptor. Mr. Jonathan. You know what? I respect women. I love women. I respect them so much that I completely stay away from them. Barry Stone. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. A former greenskeeper now about to become the Masters champion. It's time to light them up. Favorite non-pornographic magazine to masturbate to. It's time. Good housekeeping. For the Cigar Authority. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And we are back with our number two, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Stage at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and we're smoking cigars and indulging into coffee. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority Podcast, broadcasting over eight years and now the longest continually running cigar podcast. Voted the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Voted the top 10 educational podcast by Podbean four years in a row, and now the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, the Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Okay. So the idea, oh, here you go. What do you got going on here? All right. I'm just going to drain a little bit of the cold brew here. I'm going to take it to 100 so I can cut that with another 100 milliliters of water. So he's got a pot with coffee grounds in it that's been sitting there for two days. It's, got, it's a two-day soak. I, I, like to go, uh, I like to go more than what the standard is, which is 12 hours. I like more flavor, so I let it soak longer. All right, so pour, pour that in, in our cup and then pour the rest so that we can make a batch for the, for the gang. All right, so the idea of this coffee is we're not having a cup of co- a, cold, a hot cup of coffee. We're having a, actually a cold cup of coffee, right? Not iced cold. coffee, but it's room like temperature. Room temperature coffee. 
but we're going to have it actually cold because we bought a kegerator to put this into, and we have a, um, what do you call that, glass? That's a still. A still that's going to drip through a still. We're, we're all in, man. We're all in. So the idea of this, and we drank the coffee before, and we were trying to pair it with a cigar, like we did the first cigar that we ended up having, trying to pair a cigar. And this time, we chose a Davidoff, but not a regular Davidoff. This is very different than a regular Davidoff, for sure. So tell us about this Davidoff. So this is the Davidoff Master Blend 2010. And every year, Master Blender Eladio Diaz has used his experience and knowledge to create a special cigar to celebrate his birthday. These cigars are a representation of his love of cigars and the importance of celebrating such an important moment with a fine cigar. Davidoff invites you to enjoy a time beautifully filled with a special cigar, sure to be worthy of the most special occasions. Once only enjoyed by Eladio Diaz and close friends, it is now available in limited quantities. Experience the Master Selection 2010. These cigars are available in limited numbers. Don't delay, or you might miss out on these too. The wrapper's Ecuadorian Habano, the binder is San Andreas, and the filler is Dominican Republic, which is Peloto Lajero, that's 10 years old, San Vicente Lajero, and San Vicente Viso, and a little Nicaraguan, which is Esteli Viso and Semolina Aseco. It measures 6x52 with an MSRP of $34.99 or a box of 10 for only Three thirty-two ninety-nine. Wow, and a bargain at that. There we go. All right, so shut that off so you can add water to it so that they can have it. It's off. Somewhat it's, mixed. It's got the last couple of drips there. All right, so. Uh, in, so it's like a drip thing, but it's um, going. It's dripping through, but it's dripping through cold, just from the weight pressure right. of, of the water itself. Add that in there. Okay. I know I like this, so I'm just going to have a little more here. Really? You want some more? No. Chicken. <laughs> I'm good. You want to pass that down the end there and someone can pick it up? All right. <sighs> this is for you guys if you want to get it and pass it out or whatever you want to do. Because uh, cold brew. So this particular... They got, they got cups up at the back. They'll give you a cup, and uh, you don't do anything to this, right? You don't do anything. Cream, just, sugar, nothing. Nope. Drink it like a man. You could, I, I guess, if you want. This is Ethiopian Mocha Sedamo, not to be confused with Sedama, and it's a special type of Arabica, Arabica sorry, coffee, uh, single origin, grown exclusively in the Sedamo province of Ethiopia. And like most African coffees, it features a small grayish bean, and it is valued for its deep spice, and it has a chocolatey component to it. This is the coffee that you thought that I had somehow yes. infused co uh, chocolate to. It has ah, a little... So we should taste it before we light the cigar or anything? It tastes like cocoa. It's a com it, it t To me, anyways, it tastes like a combination of... Chocolate the, milk. The but feeling no that milk you have with chocolate, but also if you can just put the chocolate aside and think a deep... Red wine, a full-bodied red wine, and has a little bit of that going on in the background as well. This is an unbelievable coffee. This really is. Uh, you guys are going to like this. So this cigar, on the other hand, is not what you would think a cup, a, a Davidoff cigar would taste like. Um, 
and Eladio, he, he is uh, the man that took over after Hanky Kellner uh, and is doing blends, and he, he has been for years working side-by-side side with him, and a special birthday cigar that he would have. So this was in 2010, and now, seven years later, just released. So this is an actually new cigar. Even though it has the Davidoff brand on it, if you're a Davidoff, regular Davidoff smoker, not what you think it's going to be. It, it's going to be a little fuller. As far as, as far as the, uh, the strength goes. Oh, my but God. full-bodied as far as the flavor goes, for sure. Not quite Maduro, but it's pretty dark. Yeah. Um, truly unique. Diff- You've got some cigar. trademark tobaccos in there from Davidoff, that San Vicente. They buy it all. But, but here it is with the cocoa and, and the air and, and uh, the boldness to it. More full-bodied, more heavy, like you're saying, with the red wine. Let's see what we end up getting. Right now, it's time to cut our cigar, the official cutting, brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So let's see what we got here. And even, even cutting it, it's like cutting into... Uh, a piece of leather. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like cutting it to leather. And you know what? It has a it has a leathery component on the cold draw. A little, um, you're not into shellfish, but um, a, a really sweet lobster bisque. Really? All right. We're going to light our... I got, a, I got a little sweetness, not quite raisin sweetness. A little plummy, There's maybe? A, I'm telling you, I'm getting a little shellfish. I, I don't know. I, I never had lobster bisque, nor am I going to. <laughs> We're going to light our cigar today with the Quad Jet Vertigo Buddha. This is not a pocket lighter by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, those Barry, four jets, Barry would argue that. He him. might. He might. Uh, those four jets are fueled by the patented double-wide Vertigo big-ass tank. you got a flip-out bullet punch at the bottom that goes well beyond vertical. Very easy adjustment wheel. Like I said, it's four jets. The Vertigo Buddha retails for an astounding $39.99, making it the most expensive Vertigo. But what a bargain. Oh, 40 yeah. bucks? Right. I, I don't want them to raise their prices, but I think they're crazy charging that. It is. Uh, it's a, the weight alone. I mean, it's, it's heavy. It's man. worth its weight. Very nice. I will have one on my desk. Yes, you, yes, you will. So, little, little cinnamon, little char, like beef char. Yeah. Look at that. I get a little of that, huh? I get a little love. Well, it's, I, 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 my first major yeah. mistake, I had the volume turned down when I hit the button earlier. I heard that. I heard that. <laughs> I left it alone, though. So we thought this was a good pairing with the cold brew. Um, certainly, the cigar would have been too full-bodied for the pour-over. It would have overpowered it. I think it would be fine with espresso because sometimes espresso that doesn't, just regular well-made espresso that doesn't have cream or sugar in it sometimes tastes sweet and creamy, yeah. yet there is no cream or sugar in it. This coffee in particular, though, has a um, chocolate 
note. You guys are drinking this? Can yeah, you taste that, chocolate that's that not undertone. there, right? But it's so obvious that it tastes like the first time Jonathan gave it to me, I said, you actually mixed chocolate into this? He said, I didn't do anything. And I had to go take a look myself, and then yeah. it was like he added something to it. But that's how amazing some certain coffees have these, and it, these it, flavors. It things. all has to do with how you roast it. And slow and low is the key when you're roasting coffee. If you ever wanted to try it at home, uh, you're looking for this particular one is the Full City Roast, which is a little bit past that second crack is what it's called. So when you're roasting coffee, you're waiting the the coffee beans start to sing to you a little bit. They sound like popcorn. So the very first time you hit it, you're hovering in the 400-degree With any range. of the beans, make that pop sound. They all do. The, you put green beans in your roaster or in your oven, and you turn it up to 500 degrees, and you watch it. And when you start to hear it crack, there's your first crack, and you're going to have a lighter roast. And if you go even so longer. So as soon as you hit the first one crack, you shut it off, that's it? Pull it out. Yep, it's done. One of them cracked, that's enough. You, you'll start to hear them all, like popcorn, you'll start to hear them all yeah. crack. But then they lie dormant for a little while, and then you get to what's called the second crack, which is a fuller roast, and that's where you start getting into your espressos, and it's how far past that second crack you go gets you so deeper, gets darker oily? flavors. How about when it gets oily? You start to see that oil right around that first crack. Yeah? Yep. Okay. So some, some of them end up looking kind of dry to me, some of the beans, and then some of them get very oily. And I'm thinking the oily ones are stronger. So a cinnamon roast is what you're talking about, and yeah. that is pre-first crack. Even before. It's before it happens. So you re really just got the internal temperature to about 356 Fahrenheit. Around there. 356. 356, 356 you start and a half. Well, you, around there. you start getting into 400, and now you're, you're, some of your beans are going to start to crack. So when you start hearing them all crack, that's your first crack. Yeah. A couple of cracking, and your pre-first crack, that's your cinnamon roast. You're not going to have the oils release right. from the bean. All right. And, and is there anything that happens to it in the, in the department of nicotine, not nicotine, caffeine? The darker you roast, and we had this uh, argument off the air, the darker you roast the bean, the more heat it's exposed to, the more that the caffeine breaks down in the heat. So the less the caffeine. The less caffeine you have in that, in that bean. Not during the brewing. During the brewing as well. That's why cold brew is so juiced up. Wrong. He's fact-checking you as you go on. You can Google anything you want. There's a lot of crap on the Internet. I have this from a master brewer. But I, I have heard the expression of the darker the bean, the less the caffeine. The opposite of where people would think it was because I would look at it, people think it on cigars. The darker the cigar, the stronger it is. The darker the outside wrapper is, the stronger it is. When we know factually that's not the case because what happens is sugars get released and it becomes sweeter. But now the tobacco blender decides to put strong tobacco within the filler, yes, you have a stronger cigar. Correct. But assuming you didn't touch the filler and you left it alone, the darker the wrapper, the more sweeter it will become. All right, so I have an answer for our friend Aaron here. Okay. So time is the, is the thing that you have to deal with. How much time you expose that coffee to, those grounds, at that temperature is what's going to dictate how quickly you extract the caffeine. Solubility does not change with time. Is Tell that to my Alka-Seltzer tablets when I put them in. The longer I leave them in, the more they dissolve in the water. 
So No, they're not becoming more soluble, but the longer that it sits in the water, the more they extract into the water. The same with the coffee. The longer it sits, the more you're pulling out of it. So I, I, I think like cigars, there's going to be arguments back and forth to it, but what we have to do is get the answer. Not the answer on Google, not the answer of what it is. We have to test it ourselves. You and I, and we have to Aaron, see what it is. we're going to drink a lot of coffee, buddy. We, well, not just See you Wednesday so for the how, ash holes. How do you test caffeine? Is there some sort of thermometer that goes in and tells you the caffeine level? Is there something that says this is you, 9% caffeine? This is Drink it, and you go, woo! Nah, there's got to be some sort of measurement of what it is. I don't know how to measure caffeine, well, but we're going to find out. We're going to find out. We're going to do it. I'm in. We're going to do it, right? We're gonna, we got to break it down to know what the real answers are. I want Aaron to be right, so I'm willing to, I'm willing to go in and well, be wrong. Find, find I want out, him to be right. What we need to do is find the true answer, the real answer of what it is. But, um, it, again, if you go into a whole bunch of cigar stores and you said, Dark Tobacco, does that make it strong? And there might be a whole bunch of shop owners that will tell you, yes, it does. When we know that that's not correct. Correct. And if you ask a lot of consumers, they tell you, oh, no, I've seen a a supposed guy that knows about cigars walking around with his friend that's new to cigars and say, no, no, see how dark it is. That makes it a strong cigar. You're pointing at La Giana Maduro, and you're 100% wrong. Wrong. Or trademark Maduro, mild cigar with a Maduro wrapper on it. So it all depends, but uh, there's reasons for it, and, the, and maybe it's the same with this. We're going to find out uh, what that is. So, but I would say this cigar actually pairs good with a full-bodied coffee, full-flavored, a lot of flavor going on in there. And I actually love this coffee. It's how, great. How is, and I've had this coffee hot. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah, you, you're going to pull out the chocolatey notes either way, but you get it. And I drink it straight without being watered down because I like that fuller flavor in my coffee, and I'll put up with the uh, the caffeine. There's a coffee roaster in um, Amherst, New Hampshire, Annie Coffee. We yep. got a lot of coffee from them, and that's one of the places I went. To. I went to a lot, a lot of different roasting places, a lot of coffee places, and um, they seem to know that their stuff big time, and. Um, Whatever I was drinking, I liked it a lot, and I went up to the barista who knew her stuff and said, all right, I like this coffee a lot. What should I buy for myself to take home of, of a bean? And she gave me a bean, and it said on it, uh, cold brew. And I said, no, no, I want this for drip. And she said, that's the one. Yet it said cold brew on it, which you're cold brewing this, but I had this through hot. Right. And it was fantastic. So it can work both ways. It certainly can. All right. So we're going to look. There's a lot to learn here. Coffee business, very similar to cigars in the aspect that some people are saying one thing and other people are saying the other thing. And what is the true answer? And it may be neither. Could they, be. But they both get it wrong. So we're going to find out the real, uh, the real deal here. Right now, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with who. It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. 
All right. Today in the Cigar News, we have the Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which is the parent company of General Cigars, is a publicly traded company, and as a result of their financials are disclosed, and the company saw a decline of nearly 12% in earnings wow. before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization, mostly due to their mail order company. So far, ah, they had a big computer glitch. The handmade division of STG has generated uh, eight, 82.3 million in revenue for the quarter, and one point, I'm sorry, 145.9 million for the first six months of 2017. Uh, also, our friends at Blind Man's Puff are expanding by adding two members to their team. Yes, Zane Gamble and Matthew Ty, and we wish Zane Gamble, who is a friend of the Cigar Authority, the best of luck. And yep. if you love beef jerky. Or bacon, you should check out Two Guys Jerky, which has just been <laughs> released and is available at twoguyscigars.com. And it's a good thing Barry's on vacation yeah. because I hear he's been eating it nonstop. Oh, that's really good. Pounding the jerky. Pounding the jerky. Uh, that's been a, a two year long project that uh, coincidentally uh, came to fruition yesterday. But um, we'll see how that goes. Jerky. Yeah, I don't know. Remember the jerky, boys? Uh, very familiar. Yeah. I will bring all of my glasses and all of my shoes so that I have them. Yes. <laughs> Whatever happened to those guys? That was that was crazy there for a while. They got very popular. They made a movie. I'll, uh, I'll tell you what happened. The cell phone happened. You could no longer look people up in the phone book because you got cell phones. Well, I was wondering that everybody has um, can see who called them. They're not answering the phone anyway. Call but you, still can, on every you phone. still can call a store. You could. And do it. That could make a comeback. Jerky Boys 2 or something. Uh, <laughs> we could call people and talk about our beef jerky. And uh, there's something here. We can do something with this. Anyway, uh, looking at our calendar of upcoming events, we have next week Nick Melillo, the wise man. Uh, he joins us. Uh, Nick has Charter Oak. He has Tabernacle, Foundation Cigars. He is the wise man. He worked for Drew, he worked for Drew Estate, yes for many years as their master blender. Now started his own company. He hasn't been on the show for more than a year, right? It's been yep. a long time. So we'll see what's going on with him. He comes in next week and joins us live. He has his own coffee. If he brings a pound of bean or something, we'll, um, we'll brew that up. We'll brew it up and see what ends up happening. Uh, the following week, September 9th, Gusto, Gusto Aroa. He is uh, the owner with his dad of JRE Cigars with Aladino. Aladino is a new cigar for us. The thing is on fire. It's been out, I think, a couple of years or something. Going unbelievable. So we'll talk to him about that. Um, and moving ahead um, to September 16th, it'll be right after our um, anniversary party, which we have our 32nd anniversary coming up. And we'll tell you, um, and hopefully we'll have some sound bites from all the different manufacturers because it's a who's who. Everybody's coming to town. And uh, we got lots going on, building all the way to um, September 30th, International Podcast Day. And we have a podcast studio, so that could be a big thing. How the hell do you find that I found it out. out. I don't know. I saw something. I'm, I'm, we're trying to learn about these podcasts we got a podcast studio we have a coffee thing we have jerky we got a uh, lots going on jerky i'm gonna start calling you jerky if you do yeah <laughs> i'm gonna start throwing hot coffee in your direction so that's uh lots lots going on right now uh it's time for the don Raphael offer of the day let's get to that and um the don Raphael offer of the day is brought to you by none other than don Raphael cigars everyone has a price would you do this and if so, for how much? 
And Mr. Jonathan, this is perfect for you. It's $200. Okay. $200. I'm interested. Let a professional break a cinder block with a hammer on your chest. The guy's a pro. He's used to doing this. He ain't going to slip up, most likely. But you never know. But you've seen it done. We did did it here before. So yeah, the guy it's got to be on my chest. I can't, I can't go to, with the abs and like do oh. abs of steel workout beforehand no. and really be ready. It's on your chest. He's going to get a, what do you call sledge it? Hammer. Sledgehammer. And he's going to sledgehammer the cinder block on your chest. For $200. Yeah. Things could go terribly wrong. It's probably something that Andy's I would do Andy's number Nelson says, yes, he would do it. I, uh, Before he goes for his back operation, yes, he will end up doing it. I, uh, I don't have any heart issues that I know of, so I would do it. I would do it. For $200, smash away. This sounds like an event. For $200, we could do something here. We could do this on the show. We could. Right up on your uh, $10,000 desk. There we go. You willing to put, a, <laughs> put up 10200 I think we'd do it right <laughs> off the side of the desk. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's okay for I'd my chest. To, well, it's up to you. You get the 200 in cash. Two $100 bills. Would you really do that? I'm in. Really? Bring it on. Because I went low to see if you would do it. I'm in. Because one of these things, you know, I put a little check marks here. You say you do it, and I'm going to end up calling you out on it because it's no good if you say you'll do it and you really won't. Would you really do it? I ate the scorpion, did I not? You did. You okay. said you wouldn't, you did. So you would. I'm a man of my word. This may happen, folks. That's the Don Raphael offer of the day, and Mr. Jonathan says, yes, he would do this. So the thoughts here on Davidoff, Master Selection 2011, went out on me. Well, you too talk much talking, too much talking. I got to relight this thing. I'm going to relight it. I'm going to toast it like I relit it. And then instead of drawing in on the cigar as I'm toasting it, I'm going to draw out. And the cigar is lit, and I didn't draw in all the ashes and stuff at the end and then have that sooty taste from the ashes. Nothing worse. It's clean. It's perfect. That's how you relight a cigar, folks. All right, you learn we, a little something on the show anyway, a little something. Do we really have to drink more coffee after the break? What, what did we plan on drinking after the show? After the, we have the French press coming ah, up. Ah, French press. Yes, we're going to go into the French press. But let's taste this coffee one more time. My favorite of the bunch so far. Yeah, it's very good. It tastes like hot chocolate a little. Cold chocolate. It's like remember cold the, chocolate. Remember the, 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 the chocolate milk that was like watery chocolate? Yoo-hoo. Tastes like, a, tastes like Yoo-hoo. It's not really a selling point, the watery chocolate milk. Do you remember just, that? I never had Yoo-hoo in my life. Really? Never. Getting some Yoo-hoo. It tastes like Yoo-hoo, right? It's a Yoo-hoo. <laughs> it's a You're really a good, Yahoo. It's a really good Yoo-hoo. Maybe a little malted Ovaltine-ish. See, now you're talking. Malted milk balls. It's amazing, this coffee. What's this called again? Ethiopian Mocha Sadamo. Mocha. So it says it right in Well, right. not all coffees that have mocha in them taste like chocolate. This is Mocha Sadamo, not to be confused with Sadama, which is more acidic and doesn't have the chocolatey. Mocha is the style of, of, um, of bean and, and, and speaks to the region. This is really good. This is really good. Okay, let's go to break. And we come back, more coffee. It's going to be the French press method. We are wired and in charge here, right? And we're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network.
Joe's is changing the dress code when it comes to enjoying a premium handmade cigar. Using the finest materials of velvet and silk, their smoking jackets are made for a lasting impression. Smokey Joe's has fitted the likes of Smokey Robinson, James Brown, Sammy Davis Jr., and now they want to fit you too with a smoking jacket. Proudly designed and manufactured in the USA, Smokey Joe's invites you to feel the inspiration of fashion from an era where clothing was designed using only the finest materials and craftsmanship. Smokey Joe's clothing continues to be a story of America at its best. Innovation, hard work, and fearless enterprise. When you light up the best, smoke it while wearing the best. Smoking Joe's Smoking Jackets. Available at SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com That's SmokeyJoe'sClothing.com Be sure to tell them the Cigar Authority sent you. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars and the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. Jose Dominguez, not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Raised in Cuba and steeped in the rich tradition of the Fernandez cigar legacy, A.J. Fernandez produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua, ensuring superior quality. The day-to-day -day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez Cigars de Nicaragua are managed under the watchful eye of A.J. Fernandez himself. Through a fusion of inherited techniques and learned patience, A.J. Fernandez filler tobaccos are grown from prized seeds which are proprietary only to the Fernandez family. Perhaps the most essential quality of the A.J. Fernandez line of cigars, such as New World, Enclave and Last Call, is the perspective and motivation of A.J. Fernandez, as well as the history of the Fernandez family. Enjoy the continuing legacy of A.J. Fernandez cigars. And we are back, broadcasting live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Sound Set. Sound Set. Gentleman Jonathan's going to do it debonair style. We've got a classic three-way. And um, we're wired. We're wired and in charge. And we have the, the next and last coffee I will have today. But you're, uh, you're all set for the midnight. What the hell are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing this? And uh, I, I want really to check on... Can you, like, kill yourself drinking too much coffee? Do you remember the year that we thought it would be a good idea to try to smoke all of the contenders? contenders we did seven. two shows back-to-back. -back. Yeah. It was four hours. We smoked, I think that year was eight. eight. We smoked eight cigars. Oh, my In God. I feel hours. like that. Yeah. I feel like that. Uh, but this is the French press. Tell me about the French press. What happens here? All right. So what, the, in this particular rendition you've this got is the french press for two by the way and this is how how i would order a coffee this is how i would order a coffee for me and then i would get so, a french press for two for you if i was just drinking regular coffee that's a good that's serving a, size that's right a there. pot of coffee how many ounces is that that's a lot of coffee that is uh 700 grams of coffee i don't know how many ounces okay um wonder why they do it in grams but you got 56 grams of coffee because it's an easy measurement okay and uh, the scales do grams very easily because the, the lower numbers, you can be precise. Okay. 700 grams of 205-degree water. It's a ratio roughly of 1 to 12. And you got uh, four-minute brew time. So at the end of four minutes, you press the plunger. So this is just coffee grounds sitting in 205-degree temperature water, just sitting there, just sitting moving there. around. You stir it. Do you do it? You, yeah, you want to make sure that your grounds are wet, but you're going to put the grounds in first to weigh them. So as you pour the water over, they're going to circulate in there, okay. and there's your stirring. Uh, 
And just sit there. They sit there for four minutes exactly, not four minutes, one second. Yeah. Not three minutes, 59 seconds. It's four minutes. And at four minutes, you push the plunger, and the brewing stops. It automatically shuts it off. It automatically it off shuts it off. Because at the bottom here is all the grounds. Correct. And when we pour it, it's not, the grounds aren't going in the No, coffee. because you got a filter on okay. there. So we're going to pour a little bit of this bad, Larry. And the, and the correct word here is a little bit. <laughs> Okay. All right. A little, and let's give the rest to the audience, because why up. should we be jacked up and not them? So anybody want this, come take the whole pot. Very good. Make friends, drink coffee. Very good. Now, I'm going to say. So what kind of coffee we got here? This is uh, Peru Kaja Maraca. It smells good. It's good. This has a little more uh, citrus notes on the finish than uh, the other coffees that we had. Tastes light. Like it's got a little, to the, a little brightness to, to it. Have you ever had soup? I would say it's, it's, it's heavier than the, the, the drip one, the first one we did. Yep. But that, that's it. The other two was, were fuller bodied than this, but it's very aromatic. It's got a lot going on. Have you ever had, uh, had soup and uh, just before you have the soup, you squeeze a little bit of lemon juice in the soup to brighten it up? I have had a Greek soup that has lemon in it, which is outstanding with the rum and rice. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. This That kind of reminds me. This yeah. has a lemon quality at the end on the finish. Is it, is it supposed to? I don't know. Okay. I don't have that in the notes here, but. But that's what you get. But the cold brew was the right pairing for this particular cigar with the chocolatey notes and in which I'm, I can almost taste chocolatey notes. It's not bad, though. It's not a bad pairing, but it, compared to the cold brew, it's a little bit of a letdown. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of coffee for one person, that pot of coffee. Yeah, that's a normal serving right there. No, it is not. For me, I'm, I'm at like two pots a day, man. Yeah. We this gotta, is too much in one sitting. What we consumed this morning is what I typically would consume in a in day. A, in a day. And, but, and what, that was a bad And I drank thought. a lot of bad coffee because we were screwing up, even this morning, still trying to get the, me the measurements right. And the, the tamping is the pain in the butt part, yeah. hitting 30 pounds of pressure. I don't know how hard that is. They ought to have some sort of device where you could press and it pops or 30 something. 30 pounds of pressure is what that fighter is going to be doing <laughs> to Roy Jones, right? No. Uh, Mayweather's going to get it handed to him in the fifth round. Mayweather. Mayweather. Uh, <sighs> anyway, French press method. Do you, do you have a favorite of all that we have gone through so far? So here at work, I use this drip method for cold brew. And at home, I use a French press for cold brew. So because I wanted to try them both. And I like them both. But when I'm doing cold brew, I like a French press at home. And this allows me to soak the grounds. And it's up and out of the way. Now, we're going to take that coffee... And then we're going to put nitro in it, and it's going to be altogether different. It's going to pour like a Guinness. Yeah. And it's going to, because it's aerated within that, it ends up taking on a different flavor on top of that, too. I think we should have a secret cold brew thing called the Mr. Jonathan, because it's something that I discovered the other day. You take cold brew coffee, and the way you heat it is with steam, and you froth it. So you end, it ends up looking like it has milk in it because there's so much air in there, and you build up a big, thick head. And it is unreal. Heated up cold brew. Heated up, but you heat it up with steam, 
and you you just aerate the snot out of it. It, it, it thickens te- it, and that's a technical term. The yeah, snot out of it. We're gonna it's have very to go appetizing. With, yeah, we're gonna have to go with a different uh, different uh, vernacular for that. <laughs> is is that uh, is there a name to that? It's called the Mr. Jonathan technique. Yeah, I don't know about that. I've never heard of anyone else doing it. While you're enjoying life to its fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and unlike Mr. Jonathan is Gentleman Jonathan. You need a gentleman. Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman. <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. You need a gentleman. And this is The Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide their clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Recently, someone, and I'm not going to mention Barry's name, tried to leverage this very segment. It's very ungentlemanlike right there. Go ahead. It's just because he's not here. Okay. He wasn't Barry. I just said it because he's not here. All right. They tried to leverage this very segment in an attempt to get me to agree to a deal that was only good for them. When I turned them down, they asked if I thought saying no was the debonair play. And I explained, if I say yes to a bad deal for me and a good deal for you, I run the risk of resenting you, the deal, and our relationship. The same applies to you agreeing to a deal that is only good for me. The only way we can both be debonair is if we both like the outcome. Being debonair is not about becoming... Or you both don't like the outcome. True. Okay, go ahead. Being debonair is not only about becoming a yes man. It's about living your life on a higher plane where life is not what you get. It's what you get from giving. The question is, are you debonair or not? I certainly am. Nice. You're doing the producing. You're doing the color commentary. You got it going on. It's high praise coming from you. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Got no Barry here. We're uh, we're hurting, but we're still doing it. And um, he's on vacation. He's on vacation. I got one of those coming up in November. But he said he may stop by on Wednesday because the Ashholes are doing an episode with Christian Aroa. Formerly of Camacho Cigars, now of CLE Cigars, is stopping by live on Wednesday to Two Guys Smoke Shop, and they're going to bring him in for a, a quick interview. Is this a, another uh, one of his man crushes that he has? Mm. It could be. It could be. Yep, the cigar went out on me, too. Well, so, I had to do a whole segment you there. You did, so I... but the cigar went on me. This is the second time the cigar went on me. I don't like that. I don't think it's the cigar. No, man. it is not. <laughs> the way you said it, it sounded like you were blaming the cigar. No, it's funny. I'm here on the Cigar Authority. We call I'd, it user error. You'd think I'd be hitting the cigar even more because I'm I'm wired and stuff. But no, I'm I'm definitely chemical averse right now. I don't want any more anything. Yeah. I just want to drink water and go take a nap. So if you go into a cafe, what is your go-to? You're gonna stay there and drink it. It's not to go. You're gonna have a coffee. What are you gonna pick? If they have cold brew on tap, I would go with cold brew, and I'd want it steamed because I like hot. I like hot coffee. So you'd say, give me a cold brew and steam it hot, even Correct. though there's no yeah. such thing as I'd that? I'd like you to bring it up to 205 degrees, please. Really? Yeah. So you're going to be trouble, right? You're going to be the troubled Oh, I'm customer. definitely I'm the guy who orders off the menu. Yeah. Always. I am going for, of all things, cappuccino. Really? Yeah. I don't want a latte because a latte is too much milk, but a cappuccino is a little bit of milk 
but it makes it so. And I, and I drink. And coffee if you got black, a good stiff foam on the top, it's it, it's very refreshing. Very nice. But and, I would go I with put a dusting of chocolate on top of the thing, and you got a party going 50, on. It's almost dessert. 50-50 mix of almond and coconut milk will froth almost as good as whole milk. You almost get the same thing. You get a little bit of the cream on top, and that's how I would do it because I, I don't do the whole milk thing. The whole milk thing. I don't do milk. It's funny. So we have whole milk here, and I haven't had whole milk in a long time. It's almost like paint. It's so thick. It's just... It's crazy. That well, and that's, that's what I had as a kid, but it kind of went away, and now when you pour whole milk... It's unbelievable. It looks thicker, but then when you froth the milk, you're supposed to froth it until you hit that paint-like. Yeah, but it's already almost paint-like to begin with. It's thicker than what you're yeah. used to because you're drinking watered-down milk. But if you when you when you are go you to steam it, are you drinking watered-down milk? Is that what what um, what they as I understand it, they just scrape the cream off the top, and now you have what's left, which is one percent or two percent if they scrape a little less off. When you used to get milk by the bottle, and as a kid, we did because we had a farmer down the road. He would deliver it in milk bottles Absolutely. with a cardboard cap. Yep. And I would always pour the milk from the top because I was getting cream. That's what I would have on my cream cereal. Cream always rises to the top. Huh? That's and where that comes from? My younger really brother and sister would end up with the skim milk because <laughs> they would. So sh- should you shake milk? Yeah, you're supposed to shake that, that kind of milk that comes from a farm. Yeah, you shake it because it separates. Wow. All right, I'm going to learn a lot about about coffee, and but what I have to really test first is how much is too much when it comes to coffee. I think we hit that spot. Yeah, we've gone past it for sure. But how far should I have stopped? Yeah, before the show even started, I was probably too deep into it to begin with. But anyway, uh, let's bring Sean up. Can we do that? Yeah, of course. We'll bring Sean, and it's going to be a classic two-way. But uh, Sean is our champion. I'm the champion. Sean missed. Sean missed last time, so he is the champion because he's not been beaten. But the question is, at the end of this, we're going to have a... Don't pull it too hard. Swing right around here, Sean. We're going to have a champion for sure, right? One way or the other. So this Classic 3-Way brought to you by Classic Cigars. Hang on, I can't do two things at once. I know you've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Okay, today is August 26th, and it's Mother Teresa's birthday. Mother Teresa, known in the Catholic Church as St. Teresa of Calcutta, Albania, was an Albanian Indian Roman Church nun and ministry. Teresa was admired by many for her charitable work, who died in 1997. Mother Teresa, what year was she born? You're going to go to Sean on that one. Can I phone a friend? No. You, you may not. Uh, let's go with uh, 19... 
1910, he says. I'm going to go with 1902. 1902. Somebody has two points. Sean. Damn it. <laughs> two points. He's really good. He's hard to beat. He's really good. Did you Mr. study for this? No. Mr. Jonathan, today is Melissa Ann McCarthy's birthday. Melissa McCarthy, American actress, comedian, writer, fashion designer, and producer. Fashion designer, really? She began appearing in television films in the late 1990s and gained nationwide recognition of her role in television series The Gilmore Girls, Bridesmaid, Identity Thief, The Heat, which was very funny, The Boss, Ghostbusters. You know her. You love her. You can't live without her. She was born in 1982. 1982. Uh, Jonathan's wrong. It was 1970. It was 1970. Somebody has two points. You've got to be kidding me. Sean... <laughs> You've got to, you didn't study for this? No. You're so full of crap. <laughs> Did you, are you feeding him? Is it, I am not. Are you doing the Chuck Morrison behind my back Mr. while I'm trying to produce and Maybe. You know what I want to say is, Mr. Jonathan, you did not study for this. <laughs> you still got two more questions. Ugh. So you can make a comeback. I you guess can get I, them both exact. I could, I could pull a Tom Brady and pull this out in the second half. <laughs> so this is going to Sean. Macaulay Culkin is an actor, American actor, who became famous as a child actor in his role as Kevin McAllister in the movie comedy Home Alone in the sequel, Home Alone 2, and Lost in New York. Macaulay Culkin, born today, what year? Let's go with 1980. 1980, says. I was going to say 1980, but I pulled a Barry Stein. I backed it up two points. Good move. 1978. Wow. What a calculated move, because somebody has two points. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Sean, two <laughs> points, 1980. So we have, we have a complete shutout so far. We have one question to go. We have almost a perfect game. Has it ever happened? I should just write down the answer right now. <laughs> Has it ever happened? Someone's had a perfect game before. I don't Never. I would say never. Chuck had all yeah. two-pointers. Oh, his, yes, last, his last game ever. <laughs> yes, he did. But this one I'm throwing for a loop. I'm watching gonna, you. It's going to be hard. I'm watching. This did you already to... signal him with the answer? I did not signal him not even once. I'm and going I'm on, back I'm and I'm video. watching the video. You can. And today is died this day. Died this day. So you can't study for this, right? Died no. this day. Ted Knight was an American actor and voice artist well-known for playing the comedic role as Ted Baxter in the Mary Tyler Moore Show. Henry Rush... And too close to comfort and Judge Snails and Caddyshack. He was born in 1923, but he died today. What year, Mr. Jonathan? 1997. 1997. For two points and a perfect game. 1994. 1994. And everybody is over. There's oh. no point. It's 1986. And may God have mercy. 1986. With Sean, very impressive. And, by the way, a shutout. Nice. And our still reigning champion is Sean Rogers. So uh, we'll see you next week. All right. All right. Thank you. So do some studying. Get ready for this. I did some studying, and I got ready, but not for the classic three-way. Yeah? I worked out the kinks here as best All I could. All right. You did good. You did good. So we're smoking the Davidoff. We didn't get a lot into this. This is the Davidoff, um, the Masters Selection 2010, which is Eladio's Birthday cigar that he did, and this is actually available. We it's available, this. yeah. This is... Um, but an extremely limited run. Very, very yeah. limited quantities. So it's out there. But there, 
There's no cheap date here. We're talking a $30 cigar, right? $34, yeah. $34 cigar. Yeah. It's unique. If I was blindfolded and you told me this was Davidoff, you said what factory is this coming out of, I would never guess Davidoff in a million years. I would say it was Nicaraguan. Well, there's Nicaragua tobacco okay. in it. You can taste that. But it is a, it's a very meaty cigar. It's got a lot of uh, character to it. Yeah. You nit, hit the nail on the head early on with that uh, burnt ends. Yeah. But there's a, imagine if you could rub, and maybe it's the coffee thing stuck in my brain, but if you could rub the meat with espresso grinds and get a little bit of that coffee I, infused I into a, it. It was a perfect pairing. Yeah. It was. This, this belongs with, with a cup of coffee. Most cigars do. I would say. And, you know, so people know that we, we do the um, tasting for Cigar Journal magazine. And what has to happen when you are a taster and you have to, you're doing it for a publication and you're blind tasting cigars, the only fair way to do it is to actually have the same pairing every single same, time. Same condition. Because yep. you end up having a scotch with a cigar and it becomes a different thing and you're not, you're not doing it right. You're not giving a fair judgment. It's the same exact thing. So it has always been coffee for me. Each and every time, it's coffee all the time. Uh, we go to um, when we go on the trade show floor to buy cigars, and we're seeing is this cigar good? Is this something we want to do? It's a cup of coffee on our hand. You'll see it all the time that we have it. We're not going to drink the amount of coffee we're drinking here, but we have a cup of coffee to to match it up. Uh, water it can be just to have a clean palate, but short of that, you add a Coca Cola in between or something like that, you messed up. It's, it, it's messed up to end up being consistent. So uh, it's, it's a major part of uh, knowing, uh, and that goes for anything. Uh, you, you end up uh, having a great meal, and then you have a cigar after, and then you have a crappy meal and a cigar after. Well, the cigar wasn't good either. It's because you got a bad taste in your mouth to begin with, right? right? Uh, you should be in the same frame of mind. Uh, you, you, there's some guys that have come in to the store in the middle of the winter, and they walk in, and they got a tan. They just came from vacation or something, and they come in, and they ask for a certain cigar that is not typically a very good cigar. And if we don't have it, I look at the guy, and I say, well, let me guess. Where, where are you coming from? He said, Hawaii. I said, well, here you were, on the beach of Hawaii. And you got the drink in one hand, pretty girls around you. And you're smoking a cigar, and sure, it was good. And yeah. I'll stand in that snowbank outside and smoke <laughs> the same cigar, and you tell me that it tastes the same, because it doesn't. It doesn't. So you got to kind of be in the same frame of mind uh, to judge something, to, to put it out. So uh, that's the way to go there. So uh, that's it. That's the show. That's the show, man. So we're going to have a couple more cups of coffee before the end of the day. Now, this is it. We're shutting off. I'm going water the rest of the day. And uh, next week, uh, he has his own coffee. So we're going to have coffee again next week, I hope. If he ends before up you, before yeah. you do your wrap-up, I want to address one message that was submitted through the Contact Us page, and it was Walter writing in, I've been a very long time listening to your podcast, and I've enjoyed your video cast as well. When I heard you were going to upgrade your stage, I was intrigued. For so long, it seemed like the video part was just an afterthought. The set was always very basic, no thrills. Right. I have to say, I liked the LFD tablecloth better than the stretchy green thing. Yeah. <laughs> the sound quality was always fine, but the video quality has always been subpar, like looking through an unfocused lens, never clear or sharp. And what we did is we went out and got an upgraded camera, but we also discovered in our software, our switcher program, there was some gateways that were closed that weren't allowing a higher quality resolution, which... I believe, Walter, we fixed, and I'd like to hear from you. And, uh, and I promise you it's going to get better it, and better and better. Keeps I don't getting know, better. Did you, did you mess around with camera angles today? Did you hit a couple different camera angles? Yes, I did. 
did you do the new camera angle that we have, the special camera angle that's not on any other cigar podcast. This is an unbelievable one. If you end up watching this, are you able to do it? I'm able to do it. All right, so this is crazy. I don't know what you do with this, <laughs> but... Yeah, you can't be seen. Really? <laughs> it's just a, there you are. There, it there is. you are. What do you do with... Why is that up there? Uh, that, that was for that, last week's show, which we ended up losing the camera during... Uh, about halfway through putting those cards out. But when we have things on the counter that we need to see on the, on the desk, we got an overhead shot. I don't really think we need the overhead shot. Are you planning on balding? I think Some we, of us are already there, so it yeah, doesn't matter. Well, you're wearing a hat. Is well, I'm wearing a hat because my head gets washed out in the thing. And, so and, and makeup didn't have, didn't, couldn't cover you today? Uh, I do a lot of things that are questionable as far as my uh, gender <laughs> preferences. <laughs> And I'm not wearing makeup, so oh, I'm okay. putting the hat on. Not till later tonight. Correct. Well, we when go. the fight happens, that's a different story. All right. A little okay. rouge. So that's it, everybody. Barry comes back next week, and uh, uh, he has his own coffee. And uh, why would we not uh, brew it? The only reason why we would not brew it is because he didn't bring it. But assuming he does, he is the wise man of El Wawense, Nick Aragua. Nick Melillo from Tabernacle, Charter Oak, Foundation Cigars, joins us live here in Studio 21. Until next time, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And whether you're smoking your Davidoff, The Master Selection 2010, or Studio 21, always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21, Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.